Hello and welcome back to the Rugby Pod podcast. We've had to dodge a few of the animal rights protesters to get back into the studio today. It got a little bit out of hand, I hit the papers all over the world, um, but we'll touch on Bunny Gates shortly. Find out later in the show why we are speaking about jumping jacks in Coventry, goodness knows why. We'll talk about Mad Monday, since the Chiefs have been in the headlines, and Jim's free willy. What on earth is that? Getting fitness advice from Hask. Andy Good is uh, going to try and make a comeback, and who better to talk to than Haskell? And Andy Good's landscaping. Why on earth are we talking about what he does down there? As well as player initiations and some stories from the fans. That's all coming up in the Rugby Pod podcast. Hell of a uh, week for you, Jim. What's been, what's been yeah. happening, mate? You uh, bunny gate. Tell me about the fallout and uh, the publicity you've been getting. Well, uh, I don't know. Positive, I, negative? <laughs> I would say I can't go into too much detail. I've signed an NDA now. <laughs> <laughs> um, spoke to Stuart Hogg. Weren't overly happy. He wasn't. Uh, he wasn't happy, mate, no. Thanks, um, wasn't his flip-flops or...? Well, this is the thing. He said that... I said he was wearing Havana flip-flops yeah. and he said he was actually wearing Armani flip-flops. He'd never wear Havanas. <laughs> so he wasn't happy that he was... Uh, he's Louis Yeah, that I've judged him uh, to be a lesser man wearing Havanas. There was no, no bad intent um, meant. Apologies to any animal lovers out there that were offended and... It's raised your profile more than anything. Uh, that's the thing. Well, the, the amazing thing is, I've never seen so much coverage for Jim Hamilton on a, about rugby, but it wasn't about rugby, because over his career, yeah, not so much. A couple of scrappy dudes. <laughs> that's my legacy. So basically, I'm going to be known for scrapping and rabbit gate. Yeah, but you didn't that's kill it. a rabbit, did you? No. So you were all right? No, I'm not saying anything. There you go. Just fun. <laughs> he didn't. <laughs> but more people are talking about the rugby podcast. But Andy Good is also on the podcast. Yep. So yeah. it isn't just about Jim Hamilton. It's the Jim Hamilton show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and this week, get him in the front pages of national papers. Exactly. So I, I, speaking to Andy Good before, he said that he's got a lot of controversy and a lot of uh, dirt on past players and coaches that he's going to spill the beans on in today's show. Yeah, it won't be today. Welcome, Andy Good. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe over the next uh, year or so, it could, it could filter out. Yeah, we'll see where it goes. Yeah. Jim, do you think you'll uh, ever play for Scotland again? Well, this is the thing. I'm going to give it a couple of weeks. Hopefully, all this will die down. Strap me, uh, me boots on. At the minute, I'm wearing Copper Monday Owls, uh, Adidas, if uh, you want to sponsor me again, or at all. <laughs> I thought Saracens were Nike. No, they're not the BLK, but uh, uh, okay. it's nice this that year. you've mentioned Nike there. So I'm going to strap... I'm, I'm Adidas, so happy days. Yeah. yeah. Are you Adidas, yes. or did your agent just tell you that you sponsored Adidas? <laughs> no, mate. Listen, over my career... That's what Who's getting boots, me or you? Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what happens. All yeah. the lads are like, oh, sponsored by oh, the Adidas. Agents buy them. Agents buy them from, um, from websites yeah, and say, yeah. yeah, and then they put, oh, Adidas ambassador and yeah. all stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, well, that ain't me. Um, <laughs> so anyway, well, I'll put the boots back on and we'll see how we feel. If I'm running around like I think I'm going to run around like a gazelle. Run. So, so, mm. Run. See, I've mentioned an animal yep. there as well, a gazelle. Oh, just be careful, okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Endangered. Uh, we're we're just be quiet for a minute and yeah. think about what we're going to say next. Um, we're just going to go over to Ollie. Ollie, um, you have been ke- you're a stats man. You've been keeping a close eye on the uh, the stats from the, the last podcast and, yep. and the, the reaction. Oh. 
the oh, reviews. What, what sort of stuck out for you? Uh, millions of hits, obviously. Front pages galore. We've gone global. Uh, prestige worldwide, sort of Step Brothers vibe uh, going on there. New Zealand, Herald, <laughs> got it all going. Um, I won't continue the boats. Uh, but yeah, which actually we're talking about retired players who may come back. First one, because um, I saw you sent a tweet out, and you're probably quite a good mate. Nick Easter yeah. just uh, retired and probably, I think, linked to good drinkers and good stories. Um, anything, uh, any good history with Nick Easter going around? Because what a bit of a legend of the game, to be honest. Yeah, I, I, listen, I love Nick Easter. He's a great bloke, great player. Um, first and foremost, you review him as a player for, in the Premiership and for England um, and what he's done at the, you know, the tender old age of 35 when he, I think he got a hat-trick for England in the World Cup. Should have been there from the start, got called up late. But um, what a phenomenal career. Um, he obviously started late at Oral um, and then obviously made his way to Quinns and uh, he's been a stalwart there. Goes into the coaching department, which I think he'll do a, a great job at. He's, he's taken over their defence at the minute. Um, so you kind of respect him massively for his career, but uh, off the field, he's a great bloke as well. You know, tells it as it is. I was on a trip with him to Vegas a few years ago. We toured to, I think it was Argentina with England back in whenever one of the Lions tours was that none of us got selected for. 87. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. We went to, a few of us went to Vegas uh, afterwards for... It was about four days. Um, Chris Robshaw was on the trip. I don't remember him being on it. That's how, uh, <laughs> how much fun he was. Um, but Chris, uh, Nick Easter led the charge. Um, and he, he was one for going strong early. So he always drank, set the pace early. But his nickname became Grandad. Um, obviously, he was the oldest. But also, he went so hard early on in the day that he was in bed the earliest as well. So, um, yeah, great bloke. But my, one of my best uh, visions of Nick Easter uh, was the Premiership final when Quinns won. Uh, and actually, within a couple of minutes of the final whistle, in a stadium that says no smoking, he has got a cigar out on the field <laughs> celebrating their victory. Um, and that just sums it up. Proper old school beer, bit of a cigar when he won, um, but a generally top bloke. And uh, I'm sure he'll be a brilliant coach. He'll learn the ropes from, um, from some decent coaches there at Quinns already. Graham Roundtree's going there. We both know Graham Roundtree pretty well. He's a great coach. Um, and Nick Easter will soak up all the experiences he can in coaching. I'm sure he'll go well at Quinns. Were um, you ever approached or tempted into the coaching game? Uh, yeah, I've had a couple of offers. Yeah. Where? Who's get, who who, well, who I, wanted when to when get I, the sack? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, when you take them. Well, when I, um, when I uh, left Wasps, uh, Di Young offered me a coaching job instead of going to London Irish. Um, I said to him I wanted to play on. Uh, so decided and to... Newcastle. Well, not at, well, I went to London Irish, but not... <laughs> um, try, again, like Nikista, tried pre-season. Um, at 35 years of old, at age, it was pretty tough, so packed in. And then four months later, came out of retirement. Yeah, but so Wasps offered me a coaching job. Uh, through Die Young when I was talking about retiring. And, uh, yeah, I, I won't discuss the other one. Um, that's the thing, though, with, with, yeah, with, with coaching, because the game moves on so quickly. So someone like Nick Easter, I, I bet if you asked him, you can take six months out and then come back into coaching. That's probably, well, that's what I would prefer to do. Yeah. But then the opportunities are gone. So you've mm. got to try and take them, yeah. take them while they're still there. There's not many coaching opportunities, well, are there? Exactly, exactly. And the, that's the thing, it's the difficult, pop-up. isn't it? Because he's been playing there for so many years. The lads know him as, as as a player, as a lad, as a good lad as well. And then you've obviously got to start coaching them. You become ultimately become their boss. Talking about coaching, Wasps die young. If they ever back to coach this year, it, they could be unbelievable. We're a very talented one because we just the latest news is Willie Larue, who yep. has now joined Kirtley Beale, Carl Eastman, Elliot Daly, Joe Simpson, Dan Robson, Jimmy Gopper, Frank Halai. It is Cipriani, Cipriani yeah. as well, of course. It is terrifying. Firstly, how they do it under salary cap. First question that everyone is asking. Don't ask Jim about salary cap. <laughs> <laughs> he plays for a club that broke it, didn't he? I've no idea. Before no comment. I don't want to raise any more controversy. But I'll tell you what, Coventry 
City Centre is going to have some superstars <laughs> rocking around. Hey, jumping jacks, is exactly. Jumping jack, it's only jumping goos that's, that's left. All the rest of the pubs uh, shut down. That's a bar in, so, the, in the Sky Dome or something, isn't it? It's right, level wife. Yeah, what, are you, what are you talking about? Where is this? What is this? <laughs> jumping Jack's nightclub. Coventry Skydome. So that's where we go. We've started Adidas for sponsorship. We're now yeah. looking at Jumping Jacks. Yeah, this exactly. place. If you get the likes of Cipriani, Curtly Beale, Willie LaRue in Jumping Jacks, the place will just go off. Right? <laughs> it's going to be banging. Uh, he's talking about a couple of good scraps in there. You do talk about salary cap. It's easy to get under the salary cap now. Obviously, it's gone up quite substantially. Um, two players are exempt from the salary cap, aren't they? Yeah. So you'd imagine that's Curtly Beale at... 750 a year. It's not a bad way. The thing is, with him, they'll get an injury yeah. dispensation, won't yeah. they, or something like that. You know, and then cover. you presume it's Willie LaRue or Cipriani or... <laughs> no, <I> can't <laughs> make it. Um, but the, the fact is that the whole salary cap thing, a couple of years ago, it was Bath and Saracens that broke it, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, and it all got sort of swept under the carpet. That was when the salary cap was at about four and a bit million. Um, and there was no exemptions, I don't think, with players outside of it. Mm. Now, you know, that all got brushed under the carpet, and, and wrongly, in my opinion, because there were a lot of clubs that weren't happy with it. Um, and there were sanctions that were supposed to be put in place that didn't ever get put in place, and I think both clubs paid some sort of fine. So those clubs would have benefited from breaking the salary cap, yeah. but well, the other ones suffered because they couldn't keep pace. And then, well, some clubs refused yeah. to go over the salary cap, which obviously is you know all fair in love and war. That's what everyone should have done. Um, yeah, they've raised the salary cap now because we're trying to compete with the French clubs, and you see the signings that you got in the Premiership, and we went through them the other week, didn't we? Oh. The signings that are coming into the Premiership now, not only wasps. Um, you know, you look at Schalkberger at your place uh, at Saracens yeah. and Pickamol would have been on a massive wedge at, at, at uh, Toulouse and he's gone to Northampton. So that shows salary cap's a dangerous thing to talk about in terms of where it's at now compared to what happened a few years ago because Bath and Saracens were definitely caught out. And what annoyed a lot of clubs is there were no sanctions for them when there should have been. Now everyone goes, oh, how are Wasps signing these, you know, all these superstars? Well, salary cap's something like, is it six, seven million now? Yeah, I was about to say it's with, nearly doubled, hasn't it? With two years, exemptions yeah. and it's, you know... Wasp won't break it. I can guarantee you that. Um, if I had a mortgage, I'd, I'd stick that on it. But you know, well, they've not signed any anyone up front. It's all well and good having these unbelievable oh, bags. Tommy on, Taylor, on hard Very yeah, good. Tommy Taylor's a good player. Yeah. Good, good, yeah. Yeah. Everyone talks about Wasps now as their backline being phenomenal. The skill in there, you have got Eastman. Who's going to play twelve? You know, who's going to play ten? Originally, it was going who's to be going to play Kurt, nine? Yeah, who, yeah, you know, every position there's a two quality players at least to, to challenge for it. The only thing you can sort of throw at them negatively is maybe size. Um, you know, if you've got sort of Beal and Cipriani at 10 and 12 um, or obviously Cipriani at 10 Beal at 12 it's not a, a punchy t- you look at Brad Barrett at, and Farrell at Saracens they're going to be targeting that channel aren't they so on a wet windy cold day you, you need someone to manage the game you also need a bit of grunt you've got Frank Halai on one wing but at 10, 12, 13 it's not massive is it so but you know dry day Lee Black at the, the attack coach there who by all accounts is doing a phenomenal job for them he's going to have a laugh this year isn't he but one player we haven't touched on, I don't know if you've know, seen him much, I've just, just been watching him for Fiji, Savaneka Wawaka, the new winger who signed for Saris. Have you come across him at all, your new teammate? Because he is. I told you, one to eight, yeah, I'm pretty in the know. Anything further but, back from that, I haven't got a scoop. Well, but I'll, no, I, I, I'll, I, know, I'll I know he's coming. I know he's coming via Fiji, though. He's going back to Fiji, right. so he might be a completely different player by the time he gets to Saris. He'll yeah. probably put on two or three stone like they do. But... Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't know as well too much about, you know, the sevens and stuff, but I'm unsure how much, you know, you can read into that, how much that would transfer. Colin Niles obviously went to Glasgow, didn't stay there too long. Um, 
Different game. Different yeah, game. But again, like these Fijians are absolute freaks mm. when it comes to, to regardless of whatever position. I don't want to mention his name, but Glasgow second row. Nikawara. Uh, Nikawara, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, he is just a phenomenal the, rugby player. Yeah. He was like the Glasgow's best signing ever. And he's obviously left. He's he's gone to play in France. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, all the Fijians. I think you put any of them. We had a guy called Jim Nagusa at Montpellier, uh, the winger. Oh, Timothy Nagusa. Tim, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, mate, what a player oh, as well. Yeah, that just, was his yo-yo test. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, they all hate he, a fitness test. That's that. Well, just yeah, there's a few have done it. Obviously, Jose Tuisova at Toulon yeah. is unbelievable. Zen yeah. them. yeah, I think Roaka is going to learn the game. But Mike Ellery similar came from England sevens and yeah. had a good. good he good looks track. brilliant, by the way. I yeah. think he's going to have a. Well, he had, he had a great year last year. I think he scored six tries in, in four games or something like that. Yeah, mate, yeah, he's yeah, a good player. Mate. Not just in the LV Cup as well. Which Ollie, is how, yeah. how do you know all these players from you know Fiji and other sides of the world? Like, so how, how much rugby, rugby do you research. watch? It's the lost childhood, mate. It is 4.30am, I'll be up for the ITM or Mighty Ten Cup, watching Manawatu, Hawks Bay. Manawatu? Mana Manawatu. Manawatu. <laughs> Are you all right? I got, I got your I accent. it was uh, Manawatu. Manawatu, bro. Uh, yeah. <laughs> holiday destination. Manawatu. Skucks, Skucks, Manawatu. Yeah, I'll go there. Um, yeah, mate, it's just a, a lost childhood trying to chat about rugby. I which, bet you've um, lost some girlfriends over your obsession. Uh, with uh, yeah, a couple. Um, yeah, yeah, all of it, all two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's something a little bit wrong with you, isn't there? Yeah, a little bit, just a little bit off. Yeah, well, I was never good at that good at rugby, so I just had to thought. I think I had to talk about no, it. No, me and Jim. But, uh, <laughs> we just, oh, talk for yourself, man. I'm still going. Pro baller. <laughs> Ollie, did you watch the Super Rugby final? Of course, I of did. Of course, yeah. you did. Come on. Yeah, how'd you how'd you find that? Um, wet and windy. Took it out of it, sadly. I really actually wanted the Lions to win that. Um, all year they've been in the best, best brand of rugby. Ackerman has done a serious job and I think five of that Lions backline from Fafta Clerk to Mapoe to um, Ranianza van Rensburg will all be Springbok starters coming True, true. They, uh, are, they messed up. They messed up, yeah. The Jaguars game, didn't they? Or Jaguars. Uh, uh, they only yeah. needed Jaguars, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, if we're doing accents. <laughs> uh, yeah, they just needed one point and yeah. rested all 23. Um, and they'd have got a home, yeah, home, final, home run all the way to the final, wouldn't they? Exactly. But how good was it to watch the Super, super Rugby Final, I was going to say Super 15 then, but yeah. it's about Super 24 now. <laughs> <isn't it>? Super <laughs> Rugby Final in English, English conditions. Mm. Um, you know, everyone talks about, I played Super 15, Super Rugby again. Did you? Uh, yeah, yeah, oh. a couple of times, <laughs> a couple of times, 10 games. Yeah. Uh, back in the day, 2010 any, Sharks. Any records? Uh, no, no, no. Yeah, I took Dan Carter's head off after about 10 seconds. <laughs> That's my record. I actually um, did see that. Uh, and it's just chuck it around, defence is, you know, minimal at times. But the speed of the game and the skill is, is brilliant. You know, obviously the weather conditions that suit that. But turning the Super Rugby final on to see it wet and windy in, in Wellington, um, and see it, still see how class Bowden Barrett was in those conditions. And you don't necessarily you don't necessarily look at him and go, he's a, you know, he can, he's an all round ten that can run a game in any conditions. And he's just proved that over the last few weeks. Yes, he can. He's got all the attacking traits that you need. He's always and, had and some, those attacking traits, yeah. isn't he? But it's his game management. Oh, yeah, phenomenal! He's kicking out of hand, oh. pinpoint. Uh, you know, dropping it two meters into touch. Um, it's just phenomenal. Uh, you know, he's probably the best player in the world at the minute right now, isn't he? Over the last sort of six weeks, the way he's played. So it was almost a, um, a little bit of a disappointment that the, the build-up, especially in New Zealand, for uh, the, the Super Rugby final was dominated by the Chiefs. Have you guys caught up with yes. what happened with the Chiefs? Yes. Mad Monday celebrations. I mean, oh, yeah, the two, actually. I would ask Jim if he uh, had any Mad Monday celebrations, but I'm sure he's not going <laughs> to. Jim's had Mad Mondays, Tuesdays, <laughs> Loads of days back in the cough skin coming yeah. out. What do they call it? So they call it Super Sunday, Mad Monday. Yeah. What's Tuesday? You've done a Tuesday and a Wednesday. What, what's oh, that? Mate, I can't remember. Tipsy can't, Tuesday. You can't, Tipsy speak, Tuesday. You can't <laughs> speak by that day. You've trained and played your heart out all year, made loads of sacrifices, and it's one day a year. 
yeah, amongst think, others yeah. that you you've, go you've absolutely got to think, You've got to think as well, 50, you know, 16 plus stone rugby lads going on the, on the beers two days in a row. It's, you know, it's not going to be the Salvation Army, is it? It's, it's, you know. it's not going to be, be go karting with stories, the kids. Jim. Let's hear exactly. one of your stories. Yeah, I'll keep the stories. To Let's a go to uh, we go to the LV Cup final in circa what was it, two ten? What happened there? <laughs> you can probably tell that tell that story if you want. Should I start it and then you finish it? Go on, go on. I've got the end product. Okay, so <laughs> yes, two thousand ten. I was in my prime. In my Snuggling everyone. Prime. Big Snuggling. game. Gloucester Newcastle LV final at Northampton Franklin's Gardens. Um, so we'll skip through the game. We beat them comfortably. I don't want to say obviously, well but we did. It was it was a classic. Um, I got knocked out in the game by my nemesis, Tim Swinson. Oh, Tim! Yeah, he's the guy who went to the World Cup. Had me cheers, man. Uh, <laughs> but he didn't do any training. So whole, whole, he didn't do the whole, any of the World Cup training. But he went ahead of me. Um, so knocked me out in the game. Carried on playing. Well done. Warrior, they called me after. So old few, school. Yeah, old, old school. So I had a few beers like you do, and it, this was on the Sunday. So absolutely slippered on the Sunday. After the Saturday night, after playing the game as well, um, I go home early, got a bit of head knock, feel a bit dazed, I'm absolutely steaming. So I fall asleep in bed. Next thing, I wake up in the morning, I've got, I'd say, let, let's polish it, eh? 85, 84 missed calls on my phone, loads of messages, what the fuck, WTF, oh my God, <laughs> call me back, Andy Robinson missed call. I'm like, what is going on here? So I've, uh, Mike Blair, of all people, has WhatsApp me and you've got to remember these guys were in Scotland you know so you know I'm in Gloucester you need to check your Facebook I'm, like, I'm not even on Facebook what's happened so it turns out that my best mate or my ex-best mate has come in the room while I'm while I'm uh, asleep Starkers 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 naked he's pulled the sheet back he's taken a photo of me and let's say... It's not a great night. <laughs> it was pretty cold in the room. I had the windows open, <laughs> the fan... It's the f- like Goody said, you've had, never had so many column inches. Well, this, is, <laughs> well, this is the thing. So, this picture, then he posts it on Facebook and he tags in one of the Scotland players. What's he doing? What is he doing? So, next thing, this is being circulated. Luckily, it was like 9 o'clock in the morning on a, on a Sunday, so no one had seen it. Well, they had seen it, because Andy Robinson obviously seen it, because he rang me. So, now... Andy Goody, don't get it out. out. Anyway, one of the lads has screenshotted it and then it's gone round, circulated round the boys, which I'm all right about, until someone sends it to Goody. So now we're at Mike Tyndall's wedding further down the line. The Queen's there, Prince Philip, obviously everyone's there. Anyone who's ever, anyone's there. Goody, you didn't. Yeah, he's going around showing people this photo. Yes, you are. Oh, man. Judah. So now, as well, so whenever there's any Twitter ban or anything between me and the old school lads, I can't give anything at all. I can't say anything because he'll just text hashtag Willy. Free Willy. Free Willy. Free Willy. Let's free Willy and all this stuff. So and everyone knows. I'm yeah. sure there's a joke in there about Prince Philip and a dick pic, but we don't need to do it. <laughs> I'm not saying anything. No, no comment on that. No, listen, loads, of, loads of lads had it and we had a good laugh um, at Jim's size and expense. Have you still got it? Um, of course they have. I got a photo back of Goody though. Can I tell the one I've got? Yeah, yeah. tell us about Yeah, so I may as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've been opened up there. Uh, so, I, what, my, when he was at Worcester, I got a couple of mates at Worcester. I said, look, Goody's got me over barrel. I need a photo. Now, I don't want to um, encourage voyeurism or anything like that, but I've got a picture of... This is actually illegal. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a picture of Goody. What were you doing? Were you shaving your nuts or something like that? <laughs> Come on. You were shaving your nuts. I've got it in my phone. Shall I get it out? <laughs> so, I've got a picture of Goody sh- shaving his nuts, but it's a little bit blurry, but you can see there's a lot... You know, Alex Grove. Manscaping. Alex Grove. Alex Keith. Grove with his teeth. 
Yeah. Absolute Judas. But that's, yeah, again, legal. Taking a picture of someone when they're not looking yeah. and you're in the buff. I could, uh, actually, you yeah, can actually. sue me. I'm getting sued from all angles. <laughs> <laughs> lawyers will be that's in touch. Don't mention the word sue right now. Yeah. Who is sue? Yeah. <laughs> that's the end of season. Beginning of season. Uh, initiations. Are there any good traditions you've had through the years? Because we went on to the good old, our friend the internet, and uh, had some people send in some good ones, which we'll go through in a minute. But first, because uh, in f- football, I mean, football they do, you have to sing a song in front of 10 mates. It's hardly embarrassing. Any good uh, welcoming drinks it got changed to because initiation was too brutal you've had through the years? Is that a big tradition? Uh, the, I suppose one of the few clubs I have never played for um, was Jim's old club, Gloucester. And that, for me, that's the best. I'll let Jim tell the story, but that's the best initiation of a new player. Um, I think... A lot of them are standard. You sing a song when you've made your debut, sort of thing. Leicester um, used to have to scrap on the back yeah, of the bus. Yeah, Leicester. Uh, oh, I remember that now. It's horrible. Do they still so, do that? Yeah. So mm. no, I don't think they do anymore as much until the end we'll of the season. Just fight for the back of the bus. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. We're, yeah. We're, we're, I, I just remember growing up, 18, 19 year old kid. You make your debut at Leicester. Um, you're next to away game. You're on the bus, and imagine this picture: Martin Johnson, Darren Garforth. Dorian West, Round Graham Roundtree. Yeah. Um, who else was there? Well, you had then the Franks, Fritz, didn't you? Do you remember Fritz van Heerden? Yeah. He was sat in the back. So five of the biggest units you've ever seen back in the day. Good-looking group. <laughs> toughest yeah. blokes ever on the back seat. They'd just call you out. Call your name. You'd be sat at the front like a little 18, 19-year-old wet schoolboy going, oh, no. And you literally, they call you out and you have to try and get your bum on the back seat. And you think you're just going back there to try and get your bum on the back seat. If you make it, you're right. They, they tick you off and they say, well done. Who made it, though? You're no one back. ever made it. <laughs> no one ever made it. The thing you forget is, as you're walking to the back... The flanks. <laughs> all the flanks. Everyone's <laughs> just punching you, Judas, in your left, right and centre. Yeah. You're getting filled in from all angles. You get all oh. your clothes ripped off you. Chucked out the... Pants uh, over your head. <laughs> pants over your head. Chucked out the, um, the skylight on the bus. Um, get filled in. Go back to the front of the bus. Sit there like a sorry schoolboy. Yeah. Um, you get off the bus with you. Uh, you know, you've had a complete beating. Yeah. Um, that was the Leicester way. Um, it's tamed down now. Some of the fights we saw, I've seen on that on that coach. You've had a few on there, haven't you? I had a big scrap with with Cosa on the back yeah, of the bus after we just, lost the final. Just blood everywhere. What happened it's there? Just horrible. Well, I don't know. I, I, I made it. I think I made it to the back of the bus. Just me and Tom Vandell scored in the final against uh, Sale in two thousand and six. Picking you. Two prolific scorers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very identical tries as well. Um, and we got called out at the back of the bus. And I've I've somehow got. They were filling in. Dorsey, we called him. Tom Van Dow was getting a shoe in, so I don't know. I actually made it to the back, and the next thing, Coz's lost. Martin Corey's lost his lost his head. Let me have it, and then Kovski can come out. And we were literally blow for blow, and then that it was, was unbelievable to watch that. To be fair, yeah, um, to be a Martin Corey, but it's the thing. Originally, it started off being no punches to the face, didn't it? Yeah, and obviously, when your pants are around your head, <laughs> you're getting slapped on your back, and then actually kneel back was the worst for it. Yeah. The absolute Judas, Judas just stood there banging people in the face. And, really? and then looking hands in the, right. in the middle of the yeah. Yeah, He split James Buckland, didn't he? Yeah. Like, so he's hiding behind his seat, comes up, smashes him straight under the eye, splits his eye open. And it's just play on. Like This is normal behaviour. <laughs> the doctor's so. getting excited, stitching people up when we got back to Leicester. <laughs> yeah. Was there ever a case where people just didn't let it go after, once they got off the bus? Or once you got off the bus, it's all gone? Yeah, that's the way it always was. Yeah. So that's, that's, that, that was the thing about Leicester and the thing that I actually loved. Nothing was personal. That was just the way... You know, you, you had to be tough. If you did, if you weren't tough, you would never have made it. And they toughened you up. And therefore, that's what made us tighter, didn't, mm. wasn't it? Ultimately. It's the same. There's a, the amount of fights there were in training. There's more fights in training than there was 
in games a lot of the time. And then we're all laughing about it in the showers five minutes later. Yeah, is that because Um, they've taken a bit of the aggression and punching out the game completely from the olden days that you were just... But back in the day, you could fight a bit in the game. There'd be no yellow cards or red cards. Yeah, I've got a few stories about it. We're going to go into it now, maybe another time. Mm-hmm. The Gloucester, the we'll go back to the Gloucester one, though. So the Gloucester yes. one is... Shame uh, you your head. Yeah, so if you... I think, what is it, under 20... Under 21, I think. No, I thought it was older than that. Yeah, it might be under... T- so you have a choice at Gloucester. You either shave your head on the first pre-season camp or something, yeah. or drink... How many pints of milk is it? Four pints. Is that what or it is? eight I pints. It was, I think it was eight pints. <laughs> Anyway, it's a lot yeah, to the point where your projectiles. Be, <laughs> however, however many pints it is, you, you, you can't physically. You're going to spew up milk. Were yeah. you, you were older than 25, were you? Yeah, I went in there there as the enforcer, so I was like, I ain't doing this. Um, what did I do instead as initiation? Now, I think I tried. To, I think I attempted to have a go at it. Um, four, four, six pints, eight pints, something like that. But a lot of them, like it's literally, I don't want to say what kind of camp it looked like but it was, uh, <laughs> was a, yeah. one of those yeah one of those camps be careful what you say now. exactly there's lawyers involved every well. there's, there's millions of listeners as well <laughs> yes, that's, the, that's the problem well we got one initiation um, sent in and this was sort of we got a fair few this was one of the winners so I thought we'd give you a little uh, delve into university life sorry it's called welcoming drinks it says first line here welcoming drinks so um, I'll put my storytelling voice it was week one of a pre-season training for an unnamed university team we reached the end of week one and to the misery of the freshers who were joining us this meant the first night of welcoming drinks drinks after some fairly run-of-the-mill drinking challenges our club captain stood up and put out um, put out the seemingly innocuous question who of the freshers here is a real team player someone who will do anything for the squad clearly no one wants to step forward but after 10 10 seconds one bold and absolutely obliterated fresher step forward proudly saying i am rookie error after cheers erupted from the in the know veterans of the team he was presented with a bag the bag was wet, it was cold, and it smelt. He opened the bag to find an entire dead squid from the local fishmonger before Peter, whoever called us, oh, uh, going oh again. Fortunately, he wasn't made to eat it. Maybe not fortunately. Instead, he had to keep the entire squid in his boxes for the whole night out. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> this is not real. This, this is disgusting. beginning, beginning stuff. Um, miraculously, he made it to the nightclub and spent a good yes. few hours <laughs> causing the entire club to smell like the fishmongers oh, until wow. a bouncer worked out the cause of stench and kicked him out. The poor fresher was then alone, shit-faced and reeking of seafood. This is where things took a turn for the worst. While standing in the local chippy waiting for his consolation chicken parmo, his stench was noticed by three locals. Rather than the tried and tested method of ignoring heavily tattooed Geordie Shaw wannabes, he apparently retorted that his stench was due to the private body parts of one of the local's mothers. Again. That's good. The next thing the fresher remembers is coming around in the local hospital with his jaw broken in two places. He spent the rest of pre-season drinking out of a straw and very similar to Jim's story, he never did, he didn't even get into the uh, university side and didn't play rugby again there. Wow. Big Such night. A sacrifice. Here's the question. Why didn't he, when he got booted out of the nightclub, why don't you just take it out? Take what out? Oh, the squid? The yeah. squid. I know. Bold, isn't it? I mean, I don't I, kicked in I imagine he was a forward, is maybe what I'm going to say. Maybe he should have got it out of the chippy and said, cook that. Yeah. <laughs> or got it out and just literally started tearing it apart and eating it. So, <laughs> yeah. Proper lad. Yes, yeah, so any pre season ones from, uh, from you chaps at all? Uh, my Loughborough University one oh, yeah. uh, was Junction 23 of the M1. So you, you come back on the bus, you get kicked off with just your shoes. All your clothes gone. You have to make your way from Junction 23 back to the Student Union in Loughborough. Um, Starkers. Luckily, when I did it, there was about six of us. So we all held hands. Uh, 
How, how far are we talking? Oh, it's half an hour. Oh, okay, it's not, not quite what we had uh, last week in the top of the mountain camping for days. <laughs> no, there were no rabbits at the end of it. <laughs> no, <it didn't> <laughs> what we do want to do with this segment is we want to get uh, a fan on, um, a rugby fan on each week that has got a pre-season story or initiation story, um, anything that is remotely similar to that rubbish that Ollie just spat out. <laughs> that was disgusting. Anything like that. That was Ollie, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Un- unnamed university, unnamed pressure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Ollie, how is the jaw? Is it <laughs> recovered from there? <laughs> yeah, the locals don't like that. And red chinos, that is the ultimate thing. Don't go out in and speak to locals red chinos. They will sort yeah, you out. Yeah, but that's got nothing to do with the, uh, the, f- the fact that you're wearing red chinos up north, probably, is why you got filled in. Nothing to do with this <laughs> Nothing to do with They didn't even notice. <laughs> so yeah. if, you, if you do have a story, um, a pre-season story or initiation story, uh, anything like that, um, Ollie, how, and they can come on the show and tell the tell us Absolutely. The story, they, they can dial in. We can do whatever, send all pre-recorded stuff. Just How, uh, how do at, they get the story to you? Um, Ollie at the rugby pod.com. Com. There you go. Emails out there to the millions of listeners now. Imagine the junk I'm going to be getting. God, yeah. I shouldn't reveal that. I put my number as well in a second. No, um, but that's all at obviously the rugby pod on Twitter. And they can send in the uh, the dirty tail and probably a bit of a prize for the winning one at the end of the season. We'll have a little vote and see which university is doing it right, doing maybe, Mad Monday right. Maybe a, a meet and greet with Andy Good. <laughs> yeah, well, well, maybe we'll both go up to the university and yeah. show them out. A, a, night out. Yeah. Yeah, a night out. <laughs> yeah, 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 end of season dinner and the winning university. Yeah, that's us. A shamungu. Uh, Andy, um, you've been uh, you've been watching a little bit of the, keeping keeping tabs of what's been happening in the media over the last week, and we've got a new segment uh, called the the good, the bad, and the ugly. A little play on words. Shit, there. that's clever. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know who came up with that. Yeah. But yeah. They spent the whole week. I'm sure of it. Um, what what's been what's been happening? Bring us up to speed. Um, how does this little segment work? Obviously, you know. It's fairly straightforward, isn't it? The good, the bad and the ugly. The good is what's been great, or good, uh, <laughs> over the last week or so, couple of weeks uh, in the world of rugby. For me, look no further than Bowden Barrett. Um, you know, his performances for the Hurricanes over um, the last sort of month, knockout rugby. Chris Boyd, um, the head coach there, my old coach at the Sharks, and, and John Plumtree, those guys have talked about knockout rugby, and Bowden Barrett has led the charge. Um, you know, you tip your hat to the Hurricanes. They've come so close over the years. Uh, I think it's pretty pertinent that we talk about the Hurricanes with what's gone on this year in terms of Jerry Collins and things like that, losing players of that stature. That Lomu. The, yeah, and like John Lomu as well. The, the Hurricanes have finally got over the line and um, yeah, what a fantastic achievement. Led by Bowden Barrett, so he's the good. Also, Japan. Japan 7's beaten New Zealand. Mm. You've, you, you've not mentioned that, have you? No, I didn't touch on no, that. No, no, I didn't think so. <laughs> Do we watch the sevens? Is that, is that rugby anymore? You've or is it just a group of sprinters on no, a rugby yeah. field? But you've got to talk about it, haven't you? Japan giant killing again. That's amazing, yeah. Yeah, Dean Safka in the, in the World Cup and then New Zealand in the sevens in the Olympics. Brilliant. So yeah, they're, they're, they're the two good, good for me. Obviously the bad, um, for me it was the Lions tactics in the, in the Super Rugby final. Their kicking game wasn't on point. Um, you know, I think it was Mapu, wasn't it, that tried to kick one from five metres on his own line straight into Corey Jones' hands. And wet weather rugby, their tactics weren't great. But then also something that um, has touched the rugby world. Um, you talk about Christian Lelelefano, um, obviously the bad. He's been diagnosed with leukaemia. The rugby you know, is obviously horrendous for him and his family. But um, you know, we all wish him our best uh, with, it, with, with everyone around the world. Who you, you see all the messages that have gone across to him. And his family, um, you know, it's obviously yeah. Uh, yeah, really sad, but he's the sort of character that will um, will fight it and fight it hard. So we wish him all the best with that. And then finally, the ugly. Normally it's Jim um, Hamilton, but Come on, mate. Um, no, not you're you. a lot. Of there we go. Um, you've got to go, Chiefs. The Chiefs end of season Mad Monday behaviour, haven't you? It's pretty ugly. Yeah, yeah they really uh, pushed the boat out, didn't yeah. they? <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty ugly. Wellington's weather in for the final, it was like watching a, a proper rugby. Though. It was, wasn't it? It was a it was a January, February, December wet premiership rugby game that the Hurricanes won, but the the final in Wellington to see the the wind and the rain the way it was, it wasn't it didn't really do the final justice, did it? It was um, it was like that for the quarter final, the semi final, and the yeah. final. So I mean, massive ups to the uh, Hurricanes fans who yeah. turned up. Yeah, because oh, phenomenal. That is the worst weather in New Zealand sometimes. It's, the wind in that stadium is horrible yeah, as well. The caked in, um, just goes round and round and round. So that, that they're the ugly for me. And obviously, lastly, Sonny Bill Williams. Um, I think he's done his Achilles, has yeah. he? Yeah, eight months roughly. Yeah, eight months. That's you know you go and play sevens and, and think that's the dream and. You then miss eight, nine months of rugby, so that's pretty ugly as well for him. And lucky, and we wish him the best in his recovery. Especially the sacrifice he's made to go and play sevens as well, you know, giving up playing for the Chiefs. Yeah. And, yeah, and, and, yeah so he's put so much into that, and to see him come up like with an Achilles injury. Yeah. But he's in high spirits, isn't he? He's, yeah, he always is. He's got a big man. deal with the Blues. I reckon he's in very good spirits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was his birthday as well, wasn't it, last week? Was it? I didn't realise he was 31. Yeah. Yeah, he's an old boy. Yeah. He's getting on a little Not bit. That old. And his sister, wasn't it, playing for mm. yeah, the so women's side? Yep, you'd know Talented that. Family. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Luke Carlson's sister also playing for the yeah. For the for the team, yeah. yeah. There you go. Um, no, that's not the only segment. We're uh, thinking of ideas because we sent out how much you look like Captain Haddock, and it was un- the response was unbelievable, Jim. You are like spitting image, and then I got sent back. Apparently, I'm tinting like full blown. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's not yeah, bad. Yeah. I, was, I was thinking <laughs> when quick. you had your glasses on earlier, I was, I was thinking uh, Francis Boulet of uh, Made in Chelsea. Oh really? Yeah, oh, that's pretty sophisticated. I'll take that. It's better than tinting, isn't it? A cartoon man with no so for a dog. Captain Haddock. So I've been told loads so, of times, like. Everywhere I go. Dabble's Aaron. Oh, my word. Hey, that's Everywhere. what he's trying. That's what Dabble's he's doing. Mate, he's five foot eight. <laughs> <laughs> he's got, his rig's fake. You know, it's all manufactured. How'd you, How'd you get a fake rig like that? Mate, it's the juice. Yeah, Photoshop. Bit of juice, isn't Photoshop. it? Oh, I'm just thinking about, you know. Yeah, a bit of juice, no? You're thinking about getting back into the game? Well, <laughs> I can't get drugs tested right now. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Do you um, think you'll ever come back into the game? Is no. there any chance you'd, you'd get no. back into it? I'll be on the sidelines talking about it. That's about as Do you think you could if you wanted to? No. Absolutely not. I've made that. I've made that point. I didn't do pre-season last year. Um, had four months off, uh, and then waddled around a field and helped Newcastle stay up. And that's as far as it was going to go. If you, if there was any chance of you making a comeback, how would you go about it? Who would? Would there be anyone that you could call to um, maybe facilitate that? Any coaches that you're still tight with? Any... Oh, I'm tight with a few coaches. Um, I suppose someone that I'd go for advice is, would be. You talk about fitness and nutrition and things like that. Perhaps James Haskell. You know, he's always blogging about fitness and how to get rugby fit and what to do. I think he's just bought a new book out or something, hasn't he? Oh, no. are, um, you, are you friends with him? Yeah, that's a good mate of mine. If you, would you be able to call him now and maybe see if he could... Yeah, we'll give it a try, can't we? Should we give it a go? Oh, it'd be bloody brilliant, wouldn't it? Well, whether, whether he answers or not... Is do you want to say you with me or not? His nemesis. Does he know you? <laughs> <laughs> I know him. He? Let's have a look. Let's see. I just got with Haskell once as well, in the tunnel. Did you? Yeah, Edinburgh, uh, Edinburgh versus Wasps in the European Cup. In the tunnel? He actually filled me in, <laughs> to be fair. You had a scrap in the tunnel? We had a scrap in the tunnel, yeah. That's unclassy scrap. Yeah, I know. He, he judged me. Vickery had my hands tied behind my back and the asshole was whacked me in the eye. Well, let's, let's give him a call then, shall we? Sure, yeah, we give him a call. I don't know what you can say to him. I don't know what this is about. You can apologise. Tell him he's having it. No, he's not going to answer this is the Vodafone voicemail service for... Nah, leave it. See if he, he might, if he calls me back, well, yeah. he won't. I doubt he will, though. He will at some point, but not. Oh, that's a point. Okay. Ask my boy. Hello? 
How are you, boy? Are you well? I'm all right, I'm all right. We up to? How's your foot? Yeah, it's going to take a long time, but it's just fucking annoying, you know? Is it? Yeah, it's got another four months, another fucking however long not walking. It's just a ball ache. Oh, really? It's, it's annoying. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, mate. I've got a bit of advice uh, that I need from you, actually. Oh, yeah? Um, and, oh, mate, it's just a, a quick one, really. I'm thinking about coming out of retirement again. Right. I thought you were going to laugh then for a minute. Yeah, thinking about it, thinking about it. Uh, and between me and you, obviously, uh, I've done fuck all training wise for a long time now. Right. Um, and obviously, you know, you're pretty switched on, but about fitness and diet and all stuff like that. Um, yeah. And just wanted a bit of advice on that. You're, you've got your book out or something, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I think. I think. When do you have to be ready, by? Um, about four weeks. training hit training so like oh high intensity uh, stuff Twenty on forty five off. Yeah, basically, you haven't done any for ages. You can maybe go um, sixty off. So twenty on sixty off, twenty on sixty off. Do eight, do that eight times. Um, then go and do some body weight stuff. So what about some abs or something? Well, don't worry about abs. Abs is bullshit. He, he is it? Like, he, the biggest thing to get abs is diet. And the biggest thing to do with diet is, is if you if you can do this, is wake up in the morning, um, train on empty stomach. Mate, I can't do that. Have you seen them? Have you seen my stomach? Yeah, well, I'm fine. I mean, but that's what I give advice I would give you: is train an empty stomach, do twenty minutes work, have breakfast with a with, a, with some carbs like your porridge or um, you know, stuff like that. Nothing processed, no no bullshit. And then for the other couple of meals you have per day through the day, just protein and uh, vegetables, and then you and have a snack in the afternoon of. Um, of a protein, like something protein, no carbs, no process, no junk, and do that for like a couple of weeks to, to shift in some pounds or whatever, and then um, you know do that like three times a week, and then just do some running stuff. Um, if running? That, yeah. Well, I mean that's the problem. Yeah, uh, mate, you've seen me run, waddle. Waddle, but, but I mean that, that's what I'm. Yeah, that's what would really make a big difference because you, you shift the weight pretty quickly. You know, if you're only eating carbs once a day post your training, you'll be sweet. Um, Beers. Otherwise, that's it, really, and it's not it's not rocket science. And um, you just need to get. I know, and I download the app My Fitness Pal. Oh yeah. Put in your, put in your weight, current details, and then just put in what you're having, get an idea of what calories you should be on, and just go from there. What, what about your book? Is it is that all in your book? Is it? Yeah, all that kind of stuff in my book, and everything like that. It gives you different types of training and all that kind of stuff. Um, but uh, I mean, that's basically the, the upshot of it. I mean, you don't need to read the book to, to, to get to get that kind of stuff. There are obviously different stuff. There's like different sessions of the book to do with different suggestions of things. Um, but I can send you a copy. I, if you just if you text 
And what, um, oh mate, that'd be awesome. And what, mate, if I, if it went well, uh, would you endorse the fact that I've used your book or, or not? Yeah, I'll sound what you look like if you look like a barrel with a head then, then I love you but, but no <laughs> I love you too mate but so mate I'm just doing a podcast so we're having a bit of a wind up here <laughs> I'm sat with Jim Hamilton doing a, doing a podcast <laughs> James <laughs> oh, I, I, did, I did think I must have partly some bullshit <laughs> <laughs> oh mate <laughs> Yeah, I was trying to be polite. <laughs> 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 oh, mate, you're alleged. Thanks, Haskell. Hey, I was just telling him as well the time you filled me in in the tunnel, mate. Pardon? We're just talking about the time that you filled Jim Hamilton in the tunnel as well. Yeah, well, you looked a, bit, a little bit shocked, didn't you? Because you were the, you were the absolute cop skin. No one had ever raised fist to you, but I got a cheeky. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, I'll let, you, I'll, let, I'll let you have that one, mate. <laughs> he did say... <laughs> <laughs> he did say you filled him in to be fair alright buddy thanks mate you're a star <laughs> it's too late now so <laughs> cheers ask. cheers mate well that went well wait he, he generally thought I had a chance didn't he that's good he's, he's a good mate clearly he's, Haskell's a good mate he told me he loves me that makes me feel good tonight maybe Haskell can sponsor us Hey. Yeah. With his book, JH yeah. Fitness. Hey. JH Fitness. Oh, yeah. He was serious though. He wanted to help me out. He wanted me to get in shape, telling me how to train. You so could said, be the before and after model that they do said, in every yeah. shot six weeks. He said if I look good at the end of it, he'd, he'd endorse it. I, think it was, I, think, I don't think he was it's so good. On. I think it's it was not a barrel with a head. I think it was the direct <laughs> quote. It's on. And I think that phone call just showed what a good bastard he is. Haskell, he's a great bloke. You know, he, he loves his, like you said, his social media, and um, he's all about his image and stuff like that. But. He's a switched-on guy, isn't he? Is he is a switched-on guy, but Dan, you know, he looks after his teammates, to, even to the extent of he wants to help me out <laughs> in the state I'm in to try and come out of retirement again as a joke. Uh, so well done, Haskell, you're a top man. And we'll, we'll leave it there for today. Thank you very much for listening, and thank you very much for coming in, guys. Thank Cheers, you guys. Much.